Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to What If You Just Imagine, the show that keeps your imagination and dreams soaring. He's a radio talk show host, author of the popular book, A Pocket Full of Prayers, A Heart Full of Hope, and a Faith-Based Intuitive. For over 20 years, Mary has shared her intuitive, angelic guidance with clients from all over the world and from all walks of life. Mary's clients have called her the Soul Whisperer, as she has the gift to ignite passion and create results from hearing the voice within their soul. Mary's goal is simple, to make your life better than it was the day before. Mary is the founder of Global Healing Solutions. Hello and welcome to What If You Just Imagine. I want to wish everybody a blessed and happy and safe Thanksgiving as we approach this week of gratitude and being thankful for so many blessings that we all have and cherish. Today I'm excited to have a special guest, Susan Brown, um, who I've known for a very long time and who is generous with her time this busy week to join me to talk about passion and advocacy work. Susan resides in Aberdeen, Maryland, and has been a patient advocate since 2007. Formerly from Vermont, Susan has founded found her passion in all forms of advocacy work, mostly related to patients and community service. Her advocacy work followed her to New Jersey, where she is employed by a very large cardiology practice, advocating for patients and health care access. Privately, Susan, within her community in Maryland, advocates for all who are marginalized and in need of a hand to hold or a heart to listen. Without further ado, welcome, Susan, to What If You Just Imagine. Oh, thank you, Mary. Thank you so much for having me join you today. What an exciting day to just connect with you and spend some time and share what we do with with our hearts and our souls. So thank you for having me today. Susan, I know you've been involved in um, advocacy work because it's a passion of your soul. We talk about what is our purpose, what is our passion, how can we take that and turn that into a meaningful outpouring of of love and generosity of spirit and that is so what you do i know you and i met i'm pretty sure it was in boston at a a, i guess an advocacy work uh shop or yeah workshop i guess it was for an advocacy group and i learned then that you were also at that time from new jersey and we became fast uh friends of course, with our hearts devoted to being advocates. What has being an advocate meant to you? And can you give us a story about, a special story of how you were able to help someone in your community or even one of your patients with keeping, uh, of course, the patient um, identity and health concerns private? I know we have to do that nowadays, and we're always aware of that. So give us a little insight of how you got involved. Wow. Uh, I was uh, working for a smaller cardiology practice in Vermont. I was hired to do their prior authorization. And um, I, I just took, whenever I had to do a, pre- a pre-cert for somebody, I acted as if it was my own mom, my, my grandmother, a family member, somebody dear to me, because I knew what was going to 
be the outcome, this patient getting, you know, the care they needed. So um, I got very involved with with the procedures. I learned about them so that when I called the insurance company or their vendor to obtain the information, I knew exactly what was uh, needed to get that, that get the job done. And I will, I will tell you that it was my heart that kept speaking to me and saying, you know what, you need, you need to do something with this. You need to, you need to really take this and run with it. Well, we were in a billing meeting one day, and the practice administrator said, Suze, you need to do something with this because you are amazing with this. And I just started, you know, looking around to see who might be interested in me, and uh, and I started volunteering for an organization that has just been absolutely phenomenal and, and getting patients to care they need. But I, I have so many stories, Mary, of people that I've been able to get care to. Um, and and one, one particular patient had been uh, had a heart issue, and he was trying to get care. He had, had no insurance. I was able to plug him into getting Medicaid so that he could get his procedure covered. And even though he was working for an employer at the time, he did not have insurance. Well, the day that he was supposed to go and have one of his diagnostic tests done, I had suggested that, you know, make sure your employer knows what's going on um, and and make sure that you have all, you know, everything in order. Well, his employer had also told him that he uh, was fired. So, you know, it comes at a time, you know, when, when people were struggling with insurances and struggling with just getting to be taken care of. And this was before the pre-existing condition orders came through. I had suggested maybe he reach out to an attorney. And um, once he suggested to his employer that he was going to reach out to an attorney, then his employer rehired him. Um, there, I, I have so many stories, Mary, of people who are just in such need of care I have an elderly lady that I'm working with right now that the hospital sent her a bill. We, my practice has obtained the prior authorization, and the hospital still insisted on sending her a bill just because they didn't send medical records. The insurance was done denying their claim. Uh, and thanks to the works of so many people, you know, I was able to forward on the bill that said no balance billing. And her bill stopped, and her bill just disappeared. $6,000 is what they were asking that woman to pay. Wow, that is quite impressive and so needed. There's so many people getting these uh, what is called surprise medical bills too, Susan, and they don't even know who to turn to, where to turn. They call their uh, doctor's offices, they call their insurance companies, and it's so hard for them to navigate the way, navigate insurance. And unfortunately, for some older folks, they feel whatever the insurance company says is, is law, it's established law somewhere, and they have to listen. They don't know that there are people like you, people who are working on their behalf, to help them know there are other options and alternatives. And this comes in what we both do, advocating not only for the patient, but I've had the privilege of going with you to Washington, D.C., and sitting with our, our senators here from New Jersey and our congressmen and women and letting them know what's needed, what needs to be in the law, how, how should insurance claims be handled to benefit more the patient 
the insurance company, and we've had many successes here in New Jersey. Oral parity was one where now people can um, have the choice between oral chemotherapy or infusion. Before it was only one way and one way only. So raising our voices collectively and individually moves the needle, makes a difference. But how did you bring, um, Susan, the spiritual uh, part into what you're doing, even in your community? Um, are you with a, a church now? Are you able to go out into the community and establish an advocacy-type program for people who are, are in need of, uh, as you put, a hand to hold, a heart to listen? Uh, yeah, actually, right now I belong to a church. And you know, sometimes we don't know where we belong in life. And, and we just have to take time to, to breathe in and say, you know, I, I can't figure things out. I'm trying to figure things out. And you just need to take time to just think about that. You need to shut all the things off in this world and um, tune it all out because there's a lot of what I call white noise going on right now. And um, I and actually I, I got involved with a church in Vermont, and that's when I started, you know, realizing that, you know, these things that tug at our hearts, they're not just they're not just us. It's the Holy Spirit speaking to us, Mary, telling us, you know, this is what God has planned for you. He's giving you gifts and he intends you to use them. So I wasn't able to do what I wanted to do in Vermont as much as I wanted to, but when I moved to Jersey I was able to do more with the patient advocate and that's when I really grasped that, wow, God has got a plan for me. And uh now that I'm here in Maryland, I'm involved with a lovely church who sees my gifts as uh, it's like they're saying, oh, wow, this is an offering to us. Thank you. And I am able to now reach out to people on a different platform uh, and, and, and educate them what their rights and their responsibilities are. I'm actually getting ready to do uh, something within the church. We're adding a campus, and they are having a room that's available or will be available when it's completed in this whole COVID that I'm going to have access to to uh, do workshops, do educational things that, you know, brings to light what our patients need to, to know so that they become empowered with what um, what they need for their health care, for their rights and their responsibilities for their insurance companies and the policies they hold, you know, and, and educating them how to have conversations with their doctors when they expect to a scary diagnosis to come through because, you know what, that's a scary thing. When you hear the word cancer, you need to have somebody come with you and and hear other words, somebody who's kind of like sitting outside of the box that isn't going to feed into the emotions but can sit back and absorb what the what the doctor is telling you and what your options are. And these are things that I'm really hoping that I can uh, engage the community and go out and be a ripple effect uh you know, to not just, you know, my community, but to my state and to eventually, who, who knows, Mary, our whole country, because there are so many people that just don't understand uh, what what needs to be done. And and that's what, you know, I feel God has put in my heart. It's like he, that, the Holy Spirit is like, yo, God gave you this gift. Don't put it underneath the shelf and leave it there and collect dust. Pull that thing out and dust it off and let's get using it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> like shine your light, right? Don't put it under the bed yeah. where no one yeah. can see it, I think the Bible says, and let your light yeah. shine. And that's so important. I know uh, finding my soul's pur- 
purpose has one avenue has been advocacy. You know, being able to get to the right people is another thing, Susan, and we've learned that with many trainings that we've had, we were blessed mm-hmm. to have in learning to get to the right person with the right message and being able to construct that message in a in a clear and concise format. Because a lot of times, as you know, you and I'd be running down the halls of, of Congress, right, <laughs> trying to catch yeah. that congressman, right. and we'd have two seconds to say, "Hey, I need your I need your attention." So advocacy work and sole purpose work are really hand in hand. I think um, Jesus was was so great, of course, at that gathering people together, getting their attention telling them a story, a parable. We call it a, a, a patient's testament, testimonial or yeah. story. But Jesus had so many parables. How to link what we're doing here, what is our purpose, but to bring people to the knowledge that there is a spiritual entity, God, Christ, angels, wherever that lies within an individual soul, that right. is opened up. We've had, Susan, the, the blessing of opening the door to some of that mission work through advocacy. Yeah. But I love what I hear what yeah. you're saying about maybe doing when COVID resides and, and it will go away. Well, at some point in time, right, We're, that's our prayer. They're doing these workshops. What type of workshops are you are you talking about? Uh, women who have been traumatized, domestic violence. Are you centering on children, women, or or how does that look to you in the future? Oh well, um, it could be it could be, it's going to be a number of things, Mary. And it isn't just going to focus on just children or just women. Um, it's going to focus on the whole body. You know, the whole people, you know, men, women, and children, so that because when we look at our healthcare scenarios of what's going on and have gone on and will continue to go on, uh, it isn't just children, it isn't just women, it's everybody, you know, they, I want to, you know, educate them, you know, what their rights and their responsibilities are uh, when you own an insurance policy. It's up to you to understand your insurance policy. It's up to you to figure out what are your your, uh, deductibles. Do you need help along the way? Absolutely. And that's where people like you and I can step in because even though, you know, I've even done three-way phone calls with an insurance company having the patient on the line, and and they were receiving, like this one lady that was receiving a bill from the hospital, you know, she was she said, I know I have this deductible, and I met that deductible. And I know that, you know, once that's met, they pay 100%. So I was, you know, getting involved in being that third body that can ask questions but it is is really important but you know it's also getting that person so that they can do it on their own and they can be feeling empowered like you know what I told them I wasn't supposed to get that bill or I told that I reminded the insurance company that once my you know my deductible was met they were supposed to cover it a hundred percent and and just you know it's just empowering people and you know and also Getting them prepared for when they could have a, a health event, like, you know, you could have a heart attack or you could have um, cancer. It's just 
you know, you're absorbing a lot. When you hear that D word, that is so, it's like you feeling you got a death, a death sentence. And it's not a death sentence. Today's medicine has changed dramatically. You know, how soon do we get in there? Bringing the right person with you to, you know, make, take note, ask questions outside the box. You know, I want people to feel like, you know what, I've, I've got cancer, but, you know, I have people with me that are my support system that are going to help me. You know, who do you pick to be in your support system? It's educating them and getting them to, to know right, what right decisions ahead of time before that diagnosis pops up. You're fully engaged. And it's like, you know what, if that happens to me, I want Aunt Betty to come with me or my best friend uh, Tabitha to come with me, you know, it's, so, that, so that they're prepared, too, for when it comes. And let's hope it never comes. And some people, you know, it doesn't come, and, and praise God for that. But, you know, some people, we, we, it's in our journey uh, that you know, that C word pops up. It's, it's happened in mine. And thank goodness, you know, I had the, the wear on the be all to, to be my own advocate. But if I was, you know, if I was the average person, I don't know where I would be sitting today, Mary. It's so interesting that we can help people in so many ways and find our soul's purpose by just taking a moment to hear someone's story, to lend a hand, to lend a, uh, an ear. And sometimes we may not be in a position to help them, but we can find people that can, which is, is so important that someone knows there's somewhere to go, a place to, to put our thoughts and to actually, a lot of times, Susan, to have someone to pray with them. Yeah, it's so important absolutely. where two or more are gathered. Um, God said yeah. he's in the center of that. So I know many times that you have had uh, people around you on the phone or in person uh, that you've prayed with and for. Yeah. That's part of a soul's purpose, too. And that's being an advocate. That's uh, advocating on behalf of someone through prayer to God. God, hear our prayer, answer our prayer, you know, come into our life at this very moment. Help us to know, not only know our purpose, to, but to act on it. That's, I get so many things when people come to me for an, uh, some angelic spiritual guidance. They want to know, why am I here? That's the biggest thing. What's my purpose? And most of them know their purpose, but they're just afraid to act on it. Yeah. What will this person you're, you're think? So what will that one think, right? And I've known that you have encouraged people not to have that fear interfere, interfere yeah. with. Yeah, interfere with fear. <laughs> yes, really, not to let fear interfere with that mission, that purpose. You know, we have careers, we have jobs. And then we have vocations. Vocation yeah. is the purpose of our life. Vocation yeah. is something that is an expressive form, Susan, of our souls and our meaning of our soul. I've often said to people, you have a job. That job is from 9 to 5. You don't like it. You go home. And then there's people who have a career and they put more into it. They're looking to advance. They're they're taking classes. They're having a way to get ahead. But then it yeah. comes in life when we have a vocation, which is a mission. 
And that vocation is usually based in nonprofit work and getting involved with people who are doing what you're doing, advocacy. Susan, before we go on, I do have someone who's on hold that would have a question. And I'm okay. going to uh, turn put them live. It's a 908 number. Oh, okay. Hello? Perhaps they're just in listening mode and just not wanting to be live, which is fine. I'm glad to have a few folks on the line today. I just wanted to give you an opportunity should you have had a a question. But, Susan, would you not agree that prayer and getting together with folks who are like-minded in faith helps to propel the soul's purpose forward. What are your thoughts on that? Actually, you know, it's an interesting uh, question, Mary, because just Friday night uh, I had a gathering at my church, and we're talking about when we can open up this campus. And one of the ladies is an usher, and she was sharing, you know, that she what you know where she was with you know in her walk. way ahead of me. Hi, do we have someone on the line? No. Susan, I'm I'm here. We do have a 626. Oh, okay. uh, uh, Hello, somebody's Yes, hi. My name is Jenny and I'm in Los Angeles. Hello, and thank you for joining. What if you just imagine? It's nice to have you on the show today. How may we help you? Well, I was wondering if you can enlighten me as to what my soul's purpose is. Well, I I guess that would uh, give us a little more information on on, uh, where do you lean? Where does your heart kind of guide you? And and your first name again? It's Genevieve. Genevieve. Very, very pretty name, Genevieve. Do, Do you have a a calling within your heart that you feel echoing during times of prayer even? Well, I guess you could say I I love helping people. Go out of my way to do it. In what regards, Genevieve, do you you enjoy helping people? Well, if they need number one advice, which I feel I I give good advice, or if they need counseling or Money. Genevieve, that's very, uh, you sound to me, and you know I do a lot of these type of, of, of sessions and readings, but you sound to me that you have a very generous spirit, one who really longs for and aches almost inside of her to get her word and her message out. When you talk about giving advice, 
that is so important because sometimes that's all a person needs is spiritual guidance, spiritual advice. My suggestion to you would be where can that gift that you have be most served? Do you join an organization? Do you start your own show or or webinar, a a place where people can come together through the Internet now and, and pray with you? where you can give your advice on certain topics? Because I I, I sense that you want to really start to contribute and give back for something that happened in your life. Does that make sense to you, Genevieve? Well, if anything bad ever happened in my life, I would say it does go back to my childhood when my father and my mother... um, separated, and and she asked me to choose him or her, and I was only about six, five, six years old, and I remember yeah. it clearly, and I did not answer, which meant I would stay with my father, and that's really been painful. I, I know. I felt that fragmentation. I felt that fragmentation there, and that's why I brought it up, because that has fragment, fragmented a lot of your you're thinking and like, where am I here? What am I doing? What is my purpose? I have advice to give, but that fragmentation within your heart is still there. Susan, we have about four minutes left. Would you have some uh, advice for Genevieve? Yeah, um, I, I, what I suggest is, what are the what are the the, the things that you like to do um, when you offer advice? Uh, you know, is it advice on cooking? Is it advice on, you know, just, you know, shopping? Is, what kind of advice? And you think of things that, like, trigger you. And then Google, and Google is such a wonderful thing. Uh, the Internet has, has blessings and it has its curses. But just, like, Google organizations with something that sparks in your heart. And it's amazing the nonprofits that are out there looking for people to to you know, become a part of them. It doesn't have to be a religious group. It could be just somebody. There's, um, there, I think there's an organization out there that's called Helping Hands, and, you know, they, they're they always looking for, for somebody to help, let's say, with their community outreach. Be thinking in your heart what makes your heart stir and put those key words in there for organizations. And, and you should be able to pop up some things on the Internet of organizations that are within your area where you could get involved. I know um, I, I joined my church just by invitation and, and when I bought my house. And it was, it was very rewarding because I wanted to do community outreach, but, you know, the funds weren't coming together. I wanted a nonprofit. And this church is connected with a nonprofit. Uh, organization and it's everything that was on my to-do list so it's amazing what's out there when you say you know what the money's not coming together what you know what god you're putting this purpose in my life so but it sounds like you you want to you you want to make somebody happy you want to make a difference in their life Genevieve and and I think that's so wonderful because god is speaking to you he's telling you to you know Sit back and meditate and pray uh, and just have quiet time. My time is in the morning having a cup of coffee. So, you know, put those words out there. Say, Holy Spirit, come into me and tell me what is God's wish for me? What is his life path for me? What What are the gifts? Think about the gifts that you have. Make it, Sometimes we have to sit down and make a list 
uh, of those gifts. And then sometimes when you're driving down the road, something will pop in your head and like, oh, I need a piece of paper. So I've learned to carry paper on me, journaling. Uh, that will help you decide where your path is going, Genevieve. I think that that would, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, Mary and I can sit here and give you all these things, but it's going to be, it's going to be intense if you taking time to sit back and think about the things that make your heart sing. Because I think there's something that, that's there for you, and you're just trying to, to jump out at it, and, and you want it now. And sometimes it's not now. It's when it, God reveals it when it's time. But it sounds like something is starting to come, Genevieve, and that's why you're feeling what you're feeling, especially these days, these days that everybody's hunkered in and, and trying to stay safe. Susan, we only have a minute left, but thank you so much for that advice for Genevieve. Genevieve, thank you for calling into our show today. The fact that you even called and and this topic stood out to you shows us that just around the corner you'll have your answer. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. We wish you a blessed and happy and safe Thanksgiving. Susan, I hope you'll come back eventually soon, I hope, to join us again on some other topics. And may you all stay safe and blessed. Thank you all for joining us. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.